0: You're listening to an Anasal Ministries podcast.
1: When there is a gap or void in leadership, when leadership is missing, what is a healthy way to fill that void? Who's going to step up and take the leadership position? King, queen, president, committee chair, council, president, pastor, uh, editor of Systematic Ecology, uh, those are burning questions that people are asking, especially in coming to the movie that we're going to hype up right now. Hello, friends. Welcome to Systematic Geekology. I am your host, Will Rose. And um, today we are going to hype up and prep you for the new movie that I can't wait for, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda. Forever, and uh, if I sound a little nasally, sound a little deeper, it's because I have a head cold. Um, and, and but I'm going to get through this with your help and your patience. And I'm really excited that I'm joined with one of my favorite people, named Josh, uh, who is going to be a part of this episode with me. And we may get into it, we may have, we have different takes <laughs> for what we're excited about with this movie or not excited about. I couldn't be more excited about this movie, but uh, Joshua, how are you? What's going on? How are you doing today? Um, well. I couldn't care less about this movie. But here I am. i excited uh, to talk to Will. <laughs> geek heretic. Wait, wait, no geek shaming. We're not going to geek shame anybody. We're going to explain that. We're oh, going to iron man. this all out. You're coming to our therapy session and I'm I'm going to help I'm going to yeah. help Joshua through this. Yeah. We're going to disagree
0: well today. Um guys, <laughs> I'm Joshua Nola. I'm excited to be here and to talk to Will, one of my one of my I must say one of my best friends. He's just such a cool guy. Um yeah, I cleaned and up. I cleaned up. Uh what have I been geeking out on lately? I don't know. I'm the co host of Whole Church Podcast. I've also been geeking out on uh pollen and allergies with Will. Yeah.
1: Oh man. Yeah it's been yeah. fun
0: really getting into that, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I'll share. I'm I'm geeking it. Like I I've done a couple of these Halloween episodes with Joe and a few others, and you know I was like, what am I gonna what scary movie or what am I gonna watch uh, on Halloween or leading up to Halloween? And I've heard you know Joe talk about how much he loves Wes Craven, and so like I pulled up like Wes Craven movies, and and I found one that I wanted to watch on Halloween, and it's the uh, original 1980s version of Swamp Thing. Wes Craven's oh, wow. swamp thing. And if you haven't seen it, oh man, it's so bad. Is we good. all going to do an episode
0: about that soon? We,
1: yeah, I hope we can, because yeah. it is, uh, it, it is so bad. It's good. And I remember seeing it when I was a kid on HBO whatever, and it's not necessarily a kid's movie, but, uh, but yeah, it's wacky. It's nutty. And I can't wait to talk about, it. you know, it's a DC character and Wes Craven and they put all that together, put it in some like swampy mix and, uh, We'll see what we get out, that but it nice. was fun. That was fun to watch. I figured out what I've actually been geeking out on. It's the mm-hmm. same thing I
0: geek out on every November. It's just something that you don't typically associate with the word geek, but uh, it's uh, turkey and Thanksgiving. Oh, man. <laughs> I've, uh, I've been looking up all the different ways. Some of my, uh, my favorite people have been preparing their turkeys this year, uh, looking up different techniques and stuff that I can use for that, and I'm like, hmm. trying to figure out how I want to portion my turkey, how many turkeys I want to make this year. Uh, last year, I think I ended up making
1: four you do this year. <laughs> you made I four turkeys. God, I know. So great. I know. As much as Joe loves Halloween, as much as I love summer for surfing, um, Joshua loves November and loves Thanksgiving. It's his favorite holiday. And it is pretty funny. Like you had the big build up to October 31st, All Hallows Eve, and then it's over in a night. And then they just sweep off all these candies and then they try to put as much Christmas stuff on the shelf. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving prep gets lost in the mech
0: well so for those of us who do love thanksgiving and geek out on it to be transparent part of it is because it's such a low-key holiday um as jenny as jimmy buffett called it in his song santa stole thanksgiving um it was such a laid-back holiday um and also also as jimmy buffett demonstrates uh thanksgiving geeks part of the geekdom is just resenting that christmas comes too early I try to avoid that, but it just, just seemed to be a thing with those of us who love Thanksgiving. <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. Well, it it, it is it is November, and uh, November is a big month for uh, mm-hmm. food, but, but I also say geeks. And those who geek out on the MCU, we have a pretty daggone big movie dropping pretty soon, and I already have my tickets for it, and the trailer when it dropped um, – I watched it maybe 20 times in a row because of the music and because of the beats. And I, I cried maybe three or four times. And the second trailer came out and I, 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 I teared up at that one too. And so I'm, I'm really excited about this movie. We're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda forever, Black Panther 2. <laughs> And the question was, you know, he he was such a big hit uh, and and a fan favorite when he debuted in uh, Captain America: Civil War. Then uh, he got his own movie, The Black Panther. Um, Chadwick Boseman uh, knocked it out of the park in terms of that character, and and then we had like the surprise death in August of 2020. If 2020 couldn't gotten any worse, any worse, uh he kept it really close to his chest that he had colon cancer. And so when he did die, it was a surprise to big fans everywhere and the fans of his work and also fans of, of what he did with Black Panther. So the question was like, man, how in the world are they going to keep this franchise going? How are they going to do another Black Panther movie? It was such a big success. It was such a fan favorite. W- what are they going to do next? But but we've uh done our best to get through COVID tide and everything that went and happened in 2020 and Marvel is in a new phase and they have the Disney plus streaming service and shows and things that kind of fill in gaps. Well, now we have this movie Wakanda forever and I am, I'm curious how they're going to tell this story without him. And, um, I think, um, just, just kind of thinking about it a little bit, you know, we black Panther resonated so much with, um, uh people of of black and brown skin who who resonate uh of with african descent heritage and and it was kind of the rise of the black superhero there was something there that really resonated with the black community and again joshua and i are two white guys talking about this but there (laughs) you know there's a uh, um you know a friend of mine who's a member of our congregation, who's a huge geek, and he's a black professor and, um, and 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 a big geek, and he loved that movie so much. We went and saw it together, and and he loved it. And then when when Chadwick died, he I, I remember. Louis putting on, on Twitter, kind of his grief, grief tweet was like, man, why can't us black people have nice things? And I was like, oh man, I just, it just sunk into my soul. Like something was just kind of stolen from them. And so this rise of, of the black superhero and and trying to be more diverse on our superhero teams. Um, with this movie, I, I think we're going to have the rise of of the black female superhero. A lot of I, we asked that question at the beginning: Who's going to fill this gap in leadership? Who's going to feel fill in the gap of uh, who's going to be the next Black Panther? Who's going to fill that role in leadership? And and we see the a grieving queen, we have a grieving sister, uh, we have other characters that are going to come in to play. Um, so so I'm really curious how they're going to tell this story. And and uh, that that trailer got me. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Now, Joshua has some, fan, has some fandom around characters in this movie that, that he's a little skeptical about. So, so we'll hear about that uh, and, and then we'll respond to that. So Joshua, how are you feeling after all the buildup from the last movie and what has happened since then to now? you said you couldn't care is it is it part of a grief is it is it kind of is it is it part of like you're you're disassociating from it because you're scared you're going to get hurt um what what is what's going on here i'm trying to psychoanalyze what's going on with you man you, you said so much that i want to respond
0: to but a uh, short answer to your question first is that first trailer dropped and i realized i've never been more bored during a marvel trailer i was oh like this God. is just so uninteresting <laughs> Wow. Which is the exact yeah. opposite reaction that everybody else had. But, you know, I'm Josh with the wrong opinions. That's right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm going to just let you express yourself without me. So, so, so to backtrack, to respond yeah. to all of the many things that Will has to say. Yeah. Uh, first, first, I, I just want to point out that Chadwick Boseman was one of the most impressive people you're going to ever read about. This dude had cancer while he was filming these things, did a lot of these stunts himself. Have you seen the things that Black Panther did in these movies? Hmm. Like, dear God, that man was impressive. If he didn't have cancer, I would have been just in awe of some of what he did. Doing that with colon cancer? Wow. Wow. What an impressive human. Um, Also, I want to backtrack too. He gave me the ultimate bragging rights over my brother, which is the greatest gift anyone's ever given me. (laughs) When uh, the movie 42 came out, about uh was it jack robinson the uh, the baseball player yeah is that? okay mm-hmm. yep absolutely uh, we watched that movie in theaters phenomenal movie and i'm watching this i looked at this guy playing this character and i looked at my brother and went that man is going to be black panther one day and my brother looked me in the face and said and i wrote it down for him he said they will never make a black panther movie josh stop Ooh. And then not Ooh. only did they make the movie they chose the guy that i chose for them you called it you <laughs> And i was like it, yeah yeah what now matt <laughs> So, Matt, if you're listening, I was still right. Uh, brag, 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 brag. Uh, you know, I just get to do that forever now. Thank you, Mr. Bozeman.
1: Um, well, I can't wait for this next movie to be really, really good and be one of the best movies of all time. And then I'll so brag to Joshua brag. Yeah. and I'll say, look, <laughs> eat your words. This is a fantastic movie.
0: So, okay. So, all that being said, yeah, the trailers didn't impress me. I don't even know if I watched the second trailer. I was like, yeah, whatever. What's the most recent trailer? Has there been more than two?
1: I think there's been a few. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen the newest one and I saw the first one. I don't know about the ones in between. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, Primarily, phase four has not been the most entertaining phase of Marvel. I equate it to phase two of Marvel. Hmm. With the exception of the shows. The shows have all been great. Well, not all. Most of them have been great. I loved majority of the Marvel shows that have been coming out on Disney+. But overall, phase four is just kind of, eh, it feels like a filler one. I know they said that that's sort of the point, but I'm just like, I don't understand, especially because all of our phases up until now climaxed with a big Avengers movie. This one, supposedly, this is it. This The climax is Black Panther 2, and the movie's going to be about, man, it's sad we have a new Black Panther. And also, hey, here's Namor. And I'm like, I don't see how that is a universal like for the universe, how that is a climax for the end of phase four. I'm, I'm kind of confused about that, but it might surprise me. They might throw in some scroll. I'm, I'm kind of hoping I'm holding out a little bit of hope that part of what happens is that <laughs> both sides are antagonized of Namor and the Atlanteans and the Black Panther and the Wakandans both think each other are secret attacking each other. But instead, instead, I'm hoping that uh, the scroll set some people up and cause the war to happen. That's what I'm hoping for. Okay. But, you know, I doubt it,
1: but I'm hoping for
0: it. I'm hoping <laughs> for it. We know the Secret well, War coming up. We know Scroll exists in the universe. It's possible.
1: Well, well Joshua and I did a, uh, you know, a comic book catch-up uh, recently. And you can go over <laughs> to Patreon and listen to that. And we we kind of went off on the end oh, about yeah. some of our hope for that it was pretty fun. And we'll talk a little bit about that there. Yeah. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I do think Phase 4 is, is hard. I mean, I think Infinity War and Endgame, stuck the landing for 10 years of movies and build up and continuity is really hard after that to like really really like what's next um Mm -hmm. it it, it, is try to find your legs again and I think Um, And then you have COVID and then you have like separation and distancing and, and societal breakdowns when it comes to politics and, 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 and a worldwide pandemic. So I, I'm not gonna blame it all on that. I think there was a little bit of loss of directions and that kind of stuff. So I do, I'm with you. There's parts of phase four I was disappointed with because there wasn't that connective tissues of building up to something coming. I'm really hoping that Black Panther will kind of forever, it will begin to like, Maybe it's going to be just a standalone on its own, and and that'd be fine. But I'm I'm hoping there's some connecting tissues that's going to lead into the next phase and maybe widen the universe a little more, connect a little since they've had a little bit more time to work
0: on. Well, see, here's part of my problem with blaming the pandemic, right? They used it to their advantage in the greatest of the MCU TV shows. You look at a, you look at a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, my favorite personally. Um, I know it's not everybody's favorite. A lot of people say WandaVision's the best, whatever. You know, we can disagree, Um, but they used it to their advantage because that whole show is about what happens when society breaks down. And that's part of what made that show so cool is that it was relatable. You were like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what it's like when we're suddenly thrown back into reality and none of us know how to do it. Yeah, I, I think they could have done that because of how Endgame ended. They could have done that with all of the movies. And made it extremely relatable for those of us coming out of the pandemic. And instead, it's almost like they're kind of trying to brush it off and move on. And it's like, that's not something we can move on from that easily.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think with this movie coming up, they're going to have to address that, um, you know – Chadwick not being a part of the movie Black, the Black Panther that was a part of Civil yeah. War and Infinity War and Endgame had such a major role T'challa. in those things. Yeah, that T'Challa is going is no longer with us, and so who does feel that for? And I and I, I think the the beginning of the movie is gonna address. There'll be a funeral. They will address he dies off off screen somewhere or something happens and they're grieving. So I think they need some time to allow that grief to happen. Then WandaVision, it, it, man, it dealt with grief. The whole thing yeah. was about grief yeah. at a time when we, the whole nation and fandom and people were grieving the loss of so much uh, over the pandemic. It really struck home. So I'm thinking at the beginning of this movie is going to do that too. And then you kind of lean in, who's going to fill the leadership role? Who's the next Black Panther? And then you have these other things happen in the Marvel Universe, uh, you know, Black Ops. You have, a again, a precious uh, commodity and, um, um, that, that Wakanda has. And then you have these other nations trying to s- see who's going to be top dog, like all those things. I I'm, I'm there for it and, and ready to see. And, um, and so, yeah, yeah, let, let, let's, I, I'm going to go in, I'm going to try to be a TJ and, and let my expectations go. I know what I'd like to see and some connecting tissues, but if they don't do it, they don't do it. Now I knew you had some problems with, um, you know, Namor the uh, is a part of of this, uh, thing. but before, we, I yeah, yeah, I um, I know you've had a, you know, it's not exactly like the Marvel comics. I mean, we can go into his character a little bit, but before we get there, what do you, what are you thinking, Josh?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I want to talk some about this leadership thing you you mentioned. Yeah, um, because it's it's not only going to be T'Challa who passed away and who's going to fill Black Panther. We're also seeing Iron Man passed away and who's going to be filling in for Iron Man. We're going to be introduced mm-hmm. to the Ironheart character. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that they're not showing a ton of in the commercials that just like, I, I got to say bragging rights again, I called America Chavez was going to be a bigger part of Dr. Strange two than anybody thought. I'm thinking <laughs> the same thing's going to happen here with Ironheart. She's going to be a little bit bigger part than people think she's going to be. And it's going to show some of this parallel of how do we fill in these holes? And you're going to have both of those characters trying to fill some huge shoes that they can't fill in. Also just to kind of do some of the backdrop stuff. A lot of people were trying to figure out who's going to be the next Black Panther actor T'Challa before the trailer dropped. And a lot of people basically just said, whatever it is, we hope it's not Shuri. We hope it's not Latita Wright. And uh, that's who we got. And the reason for that, I actually think is sort of valid personally. Um, She plays a super science character and went around the actress being anti vax yeah, exactly. We're not going to get political or anything like that. But to the scientific community, it's kind of offensive to have someone claiming to be a science who's kind of anti-science.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, and that that kind of thing um, definitely. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can disassociate or kind of put our minds to rest or political leanings yeah, yeah, as we hopefully. watch the watch the movie. But make, back to um ironheart riri williams i i think the the backdrop for fun. her is that she her, she debuted in an iron man comic in 2016 i think it's volume three number seven i wrote down in my notes uh, brian mike brian michael bendis um created kind of a new character um ironheart uh, a teenager who has a scientific mind like tony stark and he mentors her and she does her own kind of iron man suit. So, so pulling her in to this movie with knowing she's going to have also a Disney plus show. Um, I'm curious how they're going to pull in her and what's her origin, how she gets connected. If she's just on her own or connected to Wakanda or just like a teenager in America somewhere who's playing in her garage with tech. Like, yeah, um, I'm I'm really curious how they build her character. I, I've heard the actress is really good and I'm looking forward to some, you know, we don't get new characters. They build these legacy characters, but here, here's a brand new one that was debuted in the comics not that long ago. Um, where you have Namor, who was like debuted in the 1940s, and here we have no <laughs> someone who debuted in 2016. How how they mix those two oh, together?
0: Yeah. I am of all of the things in this movie, the thing I'm most looking forward to is Ironheart, probably because it's the thing we know the least about. So I'm really just excited to see what they do with her.
1: All right, so for those who are listening, it might uh, be—it's nothing you can't look up on Wikipedia. But uh, Namor, the Submariner, was really kind of Marvel's first mutant, first hero back in 1939, debuted in Timely Comics. This is before it was Marvel Comics; there was Timely Comics, and so Timely Comics produced Marvel Comics Number One and uh, debuted Namor, the Submariner, who uh, the King of Atlantis, who is definitely you know, the Aquaman of the Marvel universe and different kind of power set and kind of thing. And and so so he has a long history in the Marvel universe with deep connections to Captain America, uh, the human torch, not the Fantastic Four human torch, but the Android, the human torch. And they were part of the invaders and the defenders around World War II era of of these comics that were coming out. And then eventually he has strong ties to the Fantastic Four and that whole Kind of side mm-hmm. and wing and fandom of of Marvel. So you know they're debuting him and Black Panther. And Black Panther, he debuted in Fantastic Four number fifty two in nineteen sixty six. So Black Panther has a Fantastic Four connection. Namor has a Fantastic Four. Whether they bring that into this movie or not, I don't know. We'll see who's behind the scenes. Ah, we'll see. That's yeah. kind of my hopes. But but uh Namor, you were hoping it was more towards the comic origins than kind of a South American Aztec kind of underwater civilization.
0: Yeah, it it was sort of not really, but sort of I um, So, so first, first, we're talking about the comics because the comics are, are really cool with this. One of the very first Marvel comics that were actually Marvel introduced this whole, the thing of the um, superheroes fighting each other Mm -hmm. and you had Namor fighting Human Torch, not the Fantastic Four Human Torch. Right Back in the day, there was a Human Torch that was basically the same story as Frankenstein. They were doing some experiments and turned a man into the Human Torch. And he was like the hero of humanity. But humanity is, you know, polluting the ocean, all this stuff. And Namor is the hero of this underground or underwater city, um, Atlantis. And he's like, well, I got to protect Atlantis. Also, Namor is a huge jerk. He's always a huge jerk. He is the... Um, uh, short-fused, as you would say. Uh, let me let me, see, let me see. If I were to, to characterize who Namor is, if you grew up in church and you knew that one kid who always thought he knew the Bible better, better than everybody else and he was like throwing it in your face, and he was a jerk, but he was like a holier-than-thou jerk, so he wasn't even really that cool, that's sort of Namor. <laughs> Namor is a holier-than-thou jerk.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone who walks around uh, in a Speedo With um, (laughs) his shirt off, kind of flexing his chest, kind of bowing up on everyone, knowing that he's got like, uh, not just a six pack, but probably an eight pack of abs, you know, walking around just kind of flaunting his stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, That There's that thing too. I mean, in in many ways, he's got a good point in in terms of how humans treat our oceans. Uh, So he definitely, he definitely the prophetic voice when it comes to that, but Yeah, he he he's a hero. He has a he's super strong. He can do what he wants, but yeah, he's very short fused and don't get on his wrong side.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he often attacks humanity because humanity sucks, which he's not wrong. Right, And Yeah, the, the holier than thou thing is, you know, Atlanteans have better moral values, so he's kind of morally superior in his own mind because humans fight each other, humans pollute the earth, all this stuff, and Atlanteans don't do any of that. Atlantis is awesome, and when you see Atlantis. It is actually awesome. It looks really really cool in the comics. It's super advanced. It it just it's got a really nice vibe to it. It it's very much imagine a futuristic city but under the water. And like futuristic is in like how Disney used to imagine future where like it looks like Tomorrowland and Squidward comes out and goes, "Why is everything chrome?" <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's Which and that—that's where I was uh, disappointed in the trailer. Part of what I was disappointed—mostly it was—it came off as boring. And with these two civilizations attacking each other, I think the trailer could have been more interesting. Um, but also, it's—it's just a Atlantis is supposed to look a lot cooler, and it's supposed to seem a lot more advanced. In this trailer, it was just sort of flexing. It is Aztecan. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. Let it be Aztecan, but also let it still look futuristic and cool, and not just Aztecan. Like it can be
1: right. more than that. Wakanda, they did more than that.
0: You can do more than that here too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear. Yeah, I think they're leaning away from Atlantis, then, and and more into kind of an Aztec, and uh, I'm not even saying that right, or right. or South American, um, yeah, culture. And you know, I'm a big, I'm I'm a big. I, I grew up by the by the ocean. I'm a huge fan of the ocean and playing in the water and swimming. I've been on a year round swim team most of my life and 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 surf. And so it's just the ocean. I've always loved the ocean and playing in the ocean. So you give me a good sea creature and someone who can swim fast and lives underwater. I I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm in. So I'm, I'm curious how they can do all that, especially with the next like avatar movie coming out where oh, most yeah. of it's in the water and the creatures they're playing around with that. Marvel's going to do their version of like people underwater, riding whales and using dolphins as like speed boats. I don't know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm those visuals. I'm really looking forward to and, and can't wait yeah. to Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. It, it could be done pretty well. I, I, I know a lot of people also complained
0: because they thought Namor always looked more Japanese and they thought that this could have been Marvel's opportunity to include more Asian culture. I don't care as much about that. I was just like, I want it to look like Atlantis. I don't, I don't care about that. Right. I don't care what culture you decide to put it in. Let it look
1: futuristic and chrome, mostly chrome. I wanted chrome. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I was kind of away from the news uh, with most of this, so I didn't even know Namor was going to be in this movie until I saw the trailer, and I was like, holy crap, they're doing, they're doing that. So, so I was kind of excited to see them. Oh, okay, that, see, in. that would have been like, a different experience. Yeah, you didn't know yeah. Namor was going to be. I already knew Namor. I was like, oh, what's
0: Namor going to look like? And I'm like, oh
1: that's
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know why it caught me for a surprise, but I, I was yeah. kind of out of that loop. That's cool though. Um, that's, that's a now, good thing to be surprised by.
1: Now in terms of the the movie beats, have you seen the Creed movies um, that, that Ryan Coogler no. uh, have, have said, I've heard they're really good, but his, his um, directing style action uh, dialogue, I think is, is really strong. Uh, it, it was in the other movie and, and I've heard the the Creed movies are really great. Um, so I'm excited. He's back on board with this one. And, yeah, 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 really, really yeah. looking forward. I to it. um, I have been so a couple of things
0: I've been rereading and prep for this that I, I think everybody should check out. Uh, Submariner Revolution. Yeah. Sorry, I've said Submariner my whole life. So, uh, Wheels got and, on me, and I realized I was wrong. Yeah, naturally, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong often, but uh, <laughs> it is right after the Marvel Civil War event. Uh, Namor and Tony Stark were on opposite ends of that war, but they're still friends. Anyway, Tony Stark is in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., and two Atlanteans attack the U.S. Well, Atlantis is famous for being, you know, well-controlled. Namor's knows everything that happens. It must have been Namor somehow. Tony, you know, goes down to Atlantis as part of S.H.I.E.L.D., leading S.H.I.E.L.D., and Namor's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to go figure it out. I'm going to go find these guys. <laughs> He's just like, I'm peace. And Tony's like, no, I can't let you do that because, you know, law. But obviously, all of S.H.I.E.L.D cannot stop one Namor because he's Namor. (laughs) So he just bullets through their sea ships, submarines, whatever you call them. And the comic is just a mini series of him trying to find out which Atlanteans were attacking the earth and why. And it turns out it has a lot to do with humans suck. We can't be at peace with them because we don't want to be associated and humans suck. And Namor is trying to do some personal growth, realizing Yes, humans suck, but we don't have it all figured out either, and that's hard for Namor because Namor is extremely arrogant, extremely yeah. arrogant. But you get to see him beat up Wolverine, beat up Venom. He beats up everybody in this. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, the the other one, uh, Marvels by uh, how do how do I say this? Alex uh, Busick? Uh, Um Alex Ross is the artist, and Kirk Busick is the uh, Busick. is the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The. Uh, It is a story of an ordinary reporter who lived through most of Marvel's major events early on. So think, you know, when Gwen Stacy died, Spider-Man, all that kind of stuff. And it starts with a reimagining of the battle of Human Torch and Namor from an ordinary person's perspective. The main reason I like it is because the art is absolutely beautiful. Like, it's breathtaking. Mm. So definitely worth checking out. And you can kind of see what Namor started off as before seeing where he's at now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And if you look up like top ten uh favorite graphic novels of all time, usually Marvel's is is in there. So similar similar to Kingdom Come with DC, uh, same artist, same kind of storytelling from a person um from a commoner's point of view, from down looking up at at the battles going on and um yeah, really good backstory and reimagining of yeah. those kind of original Marvel heroes or characters. Um I'll I'll share too another a comic you could get into is uh we mentioned Brian Michael Bendis when it comes to Riri Williams but back in uh 2006 I think New Avengers uh he did a new uh a book on New Avengers and and there was a an Illuminati story arc where kind of those behind the scenes the top heroes come together every now and then to think through the bigger problems that are kind of behind the scenes. And on that team, and then a part of the Illuminati, you have Namor, you have Black Panther, you have Reed Richards, you have Tony Stark. Um, uh, you have these, these folks kind of are sitting around the table Putting their differences aside to say, mm-hmm. "All right, what's going on?" Professor X, a part of that, so so kind of similar to the Illuminati that we saw in Doctor Strange, um, Multiverse of Madness. Um, you, you had the comic book version there back in two thousand six. So I, I, I doubt they have time for that yeah. in this movie, but but it's there, and there's those relationships oh, yeah. that they're building up. The, of.
0: the director of uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, wanted to include Namor and was basically told no. It wasn't his time yeah, yet, but he wanted he wanted to have him in the Illuminati there, too. That's what I uh, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Fantastic Four earlier. So I got to throw out there. I, I believe they're either going to have a cameo
1: or they're going to be an end credit scene, But I think we're going to see them. I will say that I they're probably going to wait to debut who the Fantastic Four are. My kind of like long shot is that Dr. Doom is going to be the Ooh, end be credit cool. scene that's that'd going to be, be cool. the one behind it all orchestrating this battle between black panther that would make phase Namor. five way more interesting yeah <laughs> and so he's the big next big baddie you know because he's got his own uh, how do you say his his country Bavaria. Bavaria yeah, is Latveria. like his country and so he has his own territory that he's trying to that you would know, be cool you know, you know well, dr doom we'll is fantastic four ship or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Dr. Doom shows up or something. I don't know. He's, he's not going to be yeah. the big bad, but but it would be kind of fun to see them. Hey, Easter egg with him. Fantastic Four yeah, in credit scene. You. I don't know if they're going to do it. We'll see. But um, yeah, that's, so, that's my that's my big hope. Maybe maybe Dr. Doom finally. We like to think deeper on the show. And, and, you know, we're going
0: to wrap up here in a little bit. But I wanted to throw out something since we were talking about the uh, secession of leadership. And um, one of my favorite world religion studies. When I was in college, was seeing how all almost all world religions, there is a you know someone who led, someone who was kind of at the start of it. You know, think Jesus, think um, Muhammad. That's a good one. Muhammad's actually to me the easiest one to see with what I'm talking about here. When that leadership leaves, you will see two different leaders try to come up. And either there will be a split of some sort, and that's when you start seeing these denominations and these different things like that. Hmm. Or what you see is they try to split and something comes out and they they find a way to reconcile something like that. But Christianity is interesting because what they'll point to is Peter and Paul originally. Peter kind of leading it a little bit more towards the Hebrew culture for a while then moving to Rome. And Paul going, ah, nope, we don't need the old laws at all. And that's sort of what they point at there. If you're looking at it from a world religion perspective, um, Muhammad, it was, uh, there was two and there one is hard for me to pronounce by hard. I mean, impossible for me to pronounce. Um, It's like Ali Talib. And then the other one is, I thought I'd come up with, um, sorry. The other one is Abu Bakr. I don't know how to say that exactly. Mm -hmm. Abu and Ali. I'm going to go by first names. Act like we're friends. And, (laughs) <laughs> you see, the one, Abu, was Muhammad's father-in-law. So they had this family relationship. But the other one was sort of his mentee, someone who trained under him from a philosophy kind of standpoint. And you saw that split early on and you still see it with the Shiite Muslims and the Shuri Muslims. That's where the split oh, started. As soon gotcha. as he fell, what happens with leadership? Now, I'm assuming in this movie, they're not going to make it a religion, naturally. But there is a religion too, Wakanda. The Black Panther is the religious head as well as the political head, as well as their war hero. So when you see T'Challa step down, I wonder, I'm curious if we end up seeing two people try to make their claim to it. In fact, we'll probably see a few because the way Wakanda establishes leadership is fighting.
1: Yeah, So well, there's this you know we just saw um you know kind of in in our world news uh, the queen died, and so you had this kind of pompous circumstance of kind yeah. of how this transition of power between king and queen and royal families that you'll you'll see that in in this movie because Jala was king and as part of a family tree and who's going to do Mm -hmm. next. But then in the comics lately, they've, they've wrestled with, well, should it be a democracy? Should there be votes? Should they have a Congress? Should they have a Senate? Should they have a ruling kind of council uh, apart from the king and king's just kind of a, a status symbol. And then you have the real government and leadership happening to the side, which we've seen in Britain as well. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that's a part of this, too. There's some tension of who's going to fill that gap, how are you going to govern, who's going to step up, you're going to grieve the loss of someone, but then disagreements of, of what the natural is. And you see that in all, whether it's a CEO or transition of power and presidency. Or, or even in a church, you know, one pastor leaves, another one comes in. How does that happen? Does the, the pastor that's leaving kind of still keep up with their members and uh, the members who love that pastor who left want that one to do their kid's wedding or or funeral? Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm yeah. not your pastor anymore. The the pastor who's there is the one who's called to do that work. I, I've, I'm at this other place and we still have a relationship. I love you, but I, I'm not your pastor. So there's boundaries that happen. You know, I, I think in terms of leadership and how that a healthy way to do that is it's very, very important. And we've seen in our own nation, the toxicity behind someone who doesn't want to let go of power um, and call elections false and those kinds of things. So so I, th- it's going to be a very political movie. And I think mm-hmm. and, and from from those uh, you know, here again, two white guys talking about this, but this is, uh, Black Panther, the original movie was very important to the black community. This one is going to be as well. And so if, if us white folks, um, I I imagine, there's going to be some white fragility when it comes to like uh, black and brown people talking about politics and other nations coming in and colonization and the rise of the, uh, the female black superhero. I, I think as white folks, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm going to do more listening than I am complaining or be more critical. I'm going to listen to those and and, and talk and listen to my um Black and brown friends to say, "Well, what's your take with this movie? Where do they get right? What do you critique?" Before I I chime in, I'm I'm entitled to my own opinions, uh, but it, but I think it, it means something more to a different group than than kind of my background and my my where yeah. I am and my my viewpoint or or where I was grew up in. For the half of the movie that's Wakanda, I agree. For how they do Namor,
0: I feel like I have every right to complain. <laughs>
1: Really, you're you're a South American Aztec who grew up underwater uh, as a as a king. And behind- we're supposed to be white. That's not my problem.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I don't I don't care what what. Yeah, but I I do have more attachment to the character because I grew up with him, and I didn't grow up with him as another race. So yeah. it's hard for me to. Yes, I accept we need to show diversity, but also I do have attachment to this character, so I do care a little bit differently. Sure, because. He's been my favorite jerk most of my life. <laughs> Your favorite and, uh, jerk. My favorite that jerk. Is, that's yeah. funny. He's a uh, – put it on a t-shirt. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the political stuff. I'm interested to see with the religious stuff as well. We've seen in the other Black Panther movie when, you know, T'Challa seceded his father. They had that movie, that clip, where to the spiritual realm there, right? And we're not going to be able to have that same moment. Is there going to be a crisis of their religion? Is there going to be a crisis of faith because of that? I'm I'm actually really interested in that aspect ah, as well
1: and how Oh they yeah, that. that's that's right. The deconstruction of of kind of the Black Panther theology or religion that that could be questions of uh, who is God? Why is God? Why did God allow this to happen? There's just some good questions, and I'm wondering if there isn't some you know, some extra footage they left on the cutting room floor, kind of like they did with, um, uh, with Princess Leia in the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. you know, that there may be, uh, a Chagrick Bosman cameo, uh, that they had from the other film, whether it's from the spiritual realm or whatever that she had, he has a conversation with someone else. Like, I wonder how they'll do that or what kind of, um, permission his family gave to use his image and likeness in this movie uh, whether it's uh cgi face or whether it's um, some extra footage yeah. that they didn't use in the last movie um, i'm very curious if they used that or not yeah
0: um, i mean i i could see it either being where we still have some footage or some of his you know audio clips or something and that being used in a really powerful way that's yeah not mm-hmm. just spiritual in the movie in this made-up religion but also might be spiritual for those of us who do feel like something's missing in the world because this man who meant a lot to a lot of people has moved on yeah and and you know i could see that i could also see us relating to shuri where she is struggling with she's supposed to be able to hear her brother and see her brother and if they don't use any of that i feel like it would be a a huge a huge crisis of faith To okay well now that i'm black panther i'll get to see him again and then you
1: don't yeah yeah. That would, that'll be tough. And that would be tough for the listeners, the the people following the movie as well, who care about these characters. Again, that, that tension between spirituality and science and tech, you know, it's, is is both there in this culture. And, um, I, I, I'm, I can't wait to see how they handle that and what questions will arise out of it. Man, good yeah. stuff. Good, good discussion. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it. As Christians, we wrestle with it too, right? We don't have this thing
0: of the, you know, my grandparents who went before me are, you know, like my gods or anything, but, you know, we we struggle with this idea of, you know, are they in the ground waiting for the Lord to come and then they'll rise or are they up above looking down at me? Can I pray and then, you know, hear me as I pray to God and be like, hey, let my grandmother know I'm thinking about her. I mean, you know, if I go to her gravesite, am I able to commune in some way or am I just left waiting to one day I'll see her again? Or... Or maybe not even that, you know, Jesus talks about how, you know, we'll all be one. It doesn't matter who you were married to. So will I even, you know, will it even matter that she's my grandmother when I get there? And there's a lot. There's a lot, even as Christians, where we know those who went before us, how to relate to them well. And, you know, we do our best. We're recording this on All Souls Day. I'm going to be lighting a candle at 7 o'clock and just thinking about my grandmother. I don't think I can communicate with her my personal belief, but I'm going to be thinking about her. And my grandfather passed away this year, too. So I'll be thinking about them, but I don't know. I don't know, it's a it's a hard thing to wrestle with, even as Christians who don't, you know, view your people before you as gods.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good reflection. I yeah, we're recording this the day after All Saints Day on November first, and today's All Souls Day, November November second. But the um yeah, with within the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed that my church um uh, confesses and and professes every Sunday during worship, you know. There's a line there towards the end in that third article. that says, "I believe in the communion of saints, and that communion that not only my communion with God and tangle with God and and communion with Christ at the Lord's Supper, um, and in my daily." faith, but but also I'm connected with those who've gone before me and those who will come after me. There's just communion of saints, that we're all uh entangled with one another, that our stories are entangled with one another. And and that um gives me hope that that I'm not alone in this uh journey of faith, a journey of life, a journey of doubt and and all the ups and doubts that uh, ups and downs that comes with it. That I am that I am intimately connected to those who've been before me, those saints that I know about and those who I don't know. Um yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I think I, I love that. And and yeah, it's a little different than ancestor worship or kind of the, but I like to think that that connective tissue or the Venn diagram that lays over some of those um, philosophies and theologies is this idea of a communion of saints.
0: Yeah. You know, and as um, growing up Pentecostal and stuff, we, we still had the Nicene Creed, but we didn't interpret it to mean that. So I'm just now hearing that that's what that means as Lutherans. Mm-hmm. And I'm more Lutheran now. So, hey, I get to believe it. That's cool. Yeah, you get um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, regardless of where you believe they are and if they, You believe they can hear you or anything like that. I do think there's a lot of truth in wherever my grandparents are, for example. That's just making it personal for me. I know that they are in Christ. And I know that I, where I am at right now, I am in Christ. So in some sense, there is still that unity there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that was deep. You want to wrap this up on something, something Let's else <laughs> wrap
1: it up. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. I hope you go see this movie. Uh, we'll go back around, let us know on our social media sites and, and, and messages, what, what you think of the movie, if, if we're missing a point or something, you're looking forward to, um, let us know, uh, again, preach the geeks on, on Facebook and it's just making on on Facebook. We're on Twitter as well. Instagram, let us know. Um, all right, let's get to uh, some recommendations. Uh, Joshua, you said you had one. Uh, you I teased my, me with Oh, I okay. Of course.
0: Well, I'll, I'll do both. I'll do both. How about that? Okay, about okay. That? okay. I, I'm going to recommend people check out issue five and six of Captain America, Symbol of Truth by Toki Anyabuchi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And R.B. <laughs> Silva. Um, Toki, assuming that's how I pronounce his name, is a, a new graphic, graphic uh, novel author. Really good. I like his stuff so far a lot. Issues five and six show uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson as Captain America, wrestling with Black Panther and Wakanda right before this new movie comes out. And it's kind of 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 showing some different perspectives of what the Wakanda culture is like and how do they react to people trying to, you know, do stuff with their government from outside their government. And it kind of just shows a little bit of that tension in a way that I think will be meaningful for the movie. So I'm going to be my comic recommendation. other recommendation. Go on Spotify. Look up Haitian worship, Christian worship. They have some fun songs, guys. <laughs> it's just fun. Haitian worship is great, yeah. uh, which I, I looked up because I am organizing for my other podcast, the Every Tribe, Denomination, and Tongue Convention. Um, it will be April 27th to 29th in Charlotte. Let me know if you want to know more about it. Um, but we're going to be having worship from all these different cultures and all these different languages, and we're going to have some Haitian worship at the event. And I was like, well, let me, let me hear what that's like. And I love it. So, far.
1: yeah. Nice. I, um, my first church was down in South Florida. And so it was a heavy, um, Haitian community down there. So, nice. um, very, very fun. Um, yeah, my recommendation is a little different. Um, but I will, since, you know, this, this movie, um, is it stars and has leads of, uh, black and brown folk who people of color of African descent, you know, often, you know, Race, racism, uh, systemic racism has been a big part of our uh, national and societal conversations over the last few years, as it should be um, in in a long time. And and so my recommendation often in the in kind of Christianity, um, biblical interpretation. Light is seen as good, dark is seen as bad. We call Jesus the light of the world. We talk about uh, don't get into the darkness of things. And and people of color often see that as kind of like a slight uh, towards him, that kind of way of seeing theology is kind of white supremacy within our theology. And someone gifted me with a children's book called God's Holy Darkness. Um, and and we have it in our library here at church. And I, I recommend that. Look it up on, on um on Amazon, your local bookstore, God's Holy Darkness. I'm going to butcher their names, but it's, I think it's Shari Green and Becca Selnick. Um, and so, and kind of authors and arts. It's, it's a children's book with art and, and words and kind of talks about how darkness uh, can be holy as well from a biblical point of view. And point of lifting those parts in scripture where it talks about darkness being a holy space as well. So, um, yeah, check that out. A different way of looking different perspective theological perspective think of things Sounds nice all right well thank you guys for listening we couldn't do it without you uh share with a friend uh tag us in the social media post go see the movie um reach out to us um uh, if you want to join patreon we'd love for you to that's a growing community right now and uh it helps us move forward with all... who knows you know what i mean Joshua yeah. talked about doing this whole church conference. Um, maybe one day we'll do a systematic ecology, systematic well, ecology con. Or I, can't a show up you, one.
0: I can't tell you what it'll be, but my plan for the moment is to give patrons special discounts on that convention.
1: So there you go. You know, it will exist. Go hunt us I don't down. know what it'll
0: be, but it'll exist.
1: All right. Go see this movie. Uh, we love you guys. You are loved. And remember always share the faith, share the key.